Hello and welcome to Off The Record. We're reviewing the 100 greatest albums of all time and this week we're discussing Super Duper Fly by Missy Elliott, released in 1997. My name is Tom and with me is the president of the UK's biggest Gilmore Girls fan club. <laughs> it's John. Hey man. Hi, how you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we're moving and shaking at the, at the um, fan club. We're getting a lot of yeah. stuff done, a lot of rallying done. Got any big events coming up? We're, we're just trying to bring it back. And then we're trying to bring it back. We need to see I thought they did happens. bring it back, didn't they? Yeah, but they left us on a cliffhanger, Tom. They left uh. us hungry for more. And, you know, it, it could be a whole new era for Gilmore Girls if they bring it back. What so. kind of cliffhanger does a season of Gilmore Girls hang on? Well... Spoilers. Yeah, I, I'm hesitant to tell anyone. No, John, I promise you no one <laughs> nobody watches it. <laughs> I think some people watch it. So. It's not 2008. Um, what happened at the end of the special, like, because obviously they came back with a thing called A Year in the Life of Gilmore Girls. Where obviously. It was an hour-ish. It was actually like a feature length. Forgive me if I'm misremembering, but it was like a feature length um, movie for every season in a year of the Gilmore Girls' lives since the end of the... Um, so it takes place probably about, like, what, like, 10 years after. Rory is actually not turning out to be such a amazing journalist. Like, she was just, you know, like, she had the potential to be in a TV show. Life didn't really work out for her. Luke and Lorelai, they're not married yet. What, Luke, what are you waiting for? But, what has happened? Know? Yeah, not much has happened. Not much has happened, to be fair. The token black guy, I don't know what, I don't know what he <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> um, and basically... They always die first. It's, yeah, he was killed by the, by the serial killer. Yeah, he went down into I, the basement. I think... I think um, some people didn't like how some of the characters turned out because, like, Lane turned out to be a lot like her mum, staying in her town and raising kids, not becoming a super rock star like she like she wanted to be. And But I think that's kind of a good twist on things because obviously life doesn't turn out how you want it to be when you're a kid, when you're a teenager. So I thought it was all right. I didn't have any, I didn't have any issues with it. But I, at the end of the show, Rory turned out to have a kid. And so it's another addition to the Gilmore Girls. Uh, maybe a Gilmore three, boy. Three generations of Gilmores. Four. Four? You're forgetting Emily Gilmore. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I thought it was just the mum and daughter. And then you're forgetting Lorelai the first. Oh my god. Richard's mum. So many layers so, to the show. <laughs> yeah, there are. There are a lot of layers. It's a good show. I really recommend it. So check it out, everybody. And hit me up if you want to join the uh, club. Good. It's only £100 to enter. Yeah. £100, it goes straight to me. It's not going to go to the club. <laughs> It's, it's just where we tax problems. Well, that's the good thing about having the club is that there are no overheads. All the money straight into John's back pocket. Yeah. Where he smokes it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I use the paper to roll up. Um, you know, we need that. I need the money to, you know, send out letters, make flyers, you know, T-shirts, Tom. T-shirts aren't cheap, especially organic hemp uh, fabric that I mate, use. mate. You don't have to tell me how expensive t-shirts are after this last Christmas. Well, I've had a lot of people wishing, wanting for those t-shirts. So we should do, after season 10, we should do a little, uh, we should meet up socially distant, six foot apart and with our t-shirts on. Just take a quick picture. Then yeah. go back to our respective houses. We will, um, we will sell them at cost. 
but you will not believe what that cost is. <laughs> That's a hundred pounds into my back pocket again. Thanks. Before we go too far, John, we need to open with an apology. Uh, I just want to say sorry if you've had to wait two weeks for your fix of half-baked album chat. Uh, we decided to release an episode every two weeks from now on. The reason for this is that we're quite busy. I am. John's unemployed. But I'm quite busy at the moment. And we felt we were not able to give each album the time and the attention it deserves. We have a duty of care to you, the listener, to give it our best. I think that's what you've come to expect from us. And now, by way of an apology, John's going to give us an impression he's been working on. John, take it away. <laughs> oh, the bubbles one. I remember. I hadn't practiced. Um, all right. First of all, before I do this impression, I'd like to get everyone uh, listening to close their eyes, first of all. I'll give you a couple of seconds to do that. How long does it take you to close your eyes? And <laughs> well, maybe someone's doing it. Maybe they're driving. But like... <laughs> Don't close your eyes. Do not close your eyes. If anything, open them more. Find a safe place to pull over and close your eyes. Okay, because this is more important than your destination. All right. Close your eyes, okay, and imagine you're a fish, okay? And now imagine you're out one day with your school friends and you see a boat. You go up and touch the boat. Unfortunately, you get trapped by a strange creature. It's quite a long film, John. <laughs> Are you going to go take a I'm swing gonna, I'm going to, I'm skipping parts. Okay, because this so is the opening scene out, and... No. I'm just conscious of the fact. I just skipped a lot of the opening scene. <laughs> you, okay. you've ruined the immersion. Sorry, right. go on. You're in a cooling box and you're being taken to an unknown destination. Next thing you know, you're plopped dead center in a fish tank in a dentist's office. This is just Nemo's point of view of the film, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, good. You go are swimming around, you're confused. Why am I in a box? Why can't I swim around? In the shadows, a mysterious, gruff fish emerges. His name's Gil. He's not the person that I'm going to impersonate. <laughs> He's not the fish I'm going to impersonate. <laughs> then they're people, they're people in their own way. You glance over and you see a little little treasure box there. And you think, oh, what's that? And suddenly, bow! The treasure box opens up. And the bubbles come out of it. And the man in control of the bubbles is a fish called Bubbles. He sounds a little something like this. <laughs> the bubble. The bubble. bubble, bubble. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Of course, so he's got another great line. Where he's like, <laughs> the big blue, what's it like? And Nemo's like, uh, he's big French. and blue. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what is what is the deal with Bubbles? He's one of my favourite characters in Nemo, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's because he's so well-rounded. I think that's you get a real he, sense of, yeah. of his backstory and, he and had who he is as a fish. Throughout the, throughout the... Oh, his through line. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They didn't spare any minutes on him. Or they, yeah, I don't know. Or they did spare minutes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but they, what I'm trying to say is they didn't. They did a really good job with Gil. With Bubbles, I mean. So <laughs> Gil is also good as well. I'm getting it wrong. Voiced by the great. What's his Who? name? Who? 
Green Goblin from Spider-Man. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Willem. Willem. Wow, that was brilliant. Thanks, man. Thanks. That, well, you've you... got us off the hook there. It was much more in-depth than I thought it was going to be. I love to take people to a destination when I do yeah, my impressions. Right. I'm not just going to do a, a dry impression and everyone sat there thinking, <laughs> you know, what was that about? You know what I mean? I need to take, yeah. I need to get people to, to a place before they appreciate it. I know that. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> that's done and dusted. Um, how about some fan correspondence? Because we actually have some this week. Brilliant. This is exactly what I like. Uh, first, from my aunt Lizzie. Oh, wow. Text me. Lizzie, what's up? She's, she said she was listening to the pod on one device whilst playing the album we were talking about from the other device, which I've got a lot, a lot of, interesting a lot of time for. I would hate for the album to get in the way of our amazing dialogue. It's the only thing I'm worried about. I think I think Lizzie's sensible enough, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but she's sensible enough to know when to pause the album and listen to our excellent commentary. Yeah, yeah, I think she does. She uh, she also described the list of 100 albums as interesting. Now, I think yeah. I think that means she doesn't completely agree with it. I'm, I'm with you, Lizzie. I'm yeah. with you. You know, I think these music journalists are too concerned with saying the right thing and pleasing everyone and also coming across as really into music that they like all sorts of fun stuff that they actually have missed out actual good albums and have included some dud albums for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. There we go. So thanks, Liz. And secondly, uh, we got an email from a fan who has their own podcast, their own new podcast, and they asked if we could give them a shout out. Of course. I say fan. They started the email with hello on the record. So. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're saying it's, this is on, like they want it on the record. Uh, possibly. Possibly. They've given me something to read. Sure. So. Let's just, hear it. Okay. Based on a conversation in what was at the time Jacob's Post, circa 2009, Peter Foster and David Riley present Only You and Me and then Back to You Again a podcast series telling the story of Yazoo and how they shaped all of our lives. On that fateful night, the dynamic duo spent far too long discussing their mutual appreciation for the Yaz. Some say they had nothing else to discuss, having only recently just met. So discussing Yazoo was just their way of filling the awkward silence. But the reality was that even then, something incredible was starting, which has culminated in this hit podcast series. Join Peter and David over the course of the next 100 two-hour episodes, where every intricate detail of the Basildon supergroup is discussed, including a deep dive into their array of hit single. Well, good luck to you, Peter and David. Hope it all goes well for you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being fans. And I'm, I, I'm a new fan. Yeah, we'll definitely check it out. If you need some advice on presenting a semi-successful transatlantic music-based podcast, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good luck being as transatlantic. We have really reached across the globe. We are quite fantastic, really. But if you need any advice, for sure, hit us up. Do you think the podcast will take off, John? You know, I got a lot of time for Yazoo. Uh, like Peter Foster, I appreciate Only You. I think it's a bloody beautiful song. If you want to get in touch, email 100offtherecord at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at John. Yes, Tom, that is correct. Follow us on Instagram at underscore off the record, one word, not one word, don't include one word, off the record is just one word, <laughs> <laughs> underscore pod. So bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and make sure to get involved with the bloody content. I'm not posting all these excellent artworks just for you to just sit and passively t double tap on where you're taking a deuce, all right? We need the comments, okay? It's good for the algorithm, you know what I'm saying? And speaking of algorithm, listen to this. Can you hear it? <laughs> 100 off the record pod at gmail.com. No, there's no pod. It's just 100 off the record at gmail.com. All right. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> I think we're onto something there with a jingle. That's what we need. I'm not, I can't see John, listener. We're in different houses, but I, I know for a fact he said the word algorithm and his eyes lit up. <laughs> <laughs> and his body took over. Yeah, the thing about me, what I don't know if a lot of our viewers know this, and, I'm, and I mean listeners, that you don't know that I'm actually a freestyle rapper part-time. <laughs> and you're a slave to the rhythm. I'm an indentured servant to the rhythm. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I just really, yeah. So one day I think we're going to have to do some sort of, you know, when we do it, inevitably when we do it at Royal Albert Hall live in front of all of our fans, I will do a section maybe where I bust some rhymes. You know what I mean? Um, I can't wait for that stuff. Yeah, I can't either. I can't either because I've got lots of, my flow's like fire. I got lots to desire. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> it's, it's the cough part of it. Yeah, the cough part because it's, real, it's realism. That's what I'm going for. Now that that's done, should we talk about Missy, a proper rapper? Yeah, well, let's talk about. Let's do it. Melissa Arnett Elliott, born July first, nineteen seventy one. Hello, research. Um, <laughs> Missy misdemeanor Elliott, as the uh, yes. as it says on the album. Very true. Um, Super Duper Fly. Uh, how do you feel about that name for an album, John? You know, I think it really suits Missy on the whole. She is pretty fly, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but um, is she super, du super Duper Fly? It's a big claim. It's a big claim. She, she lives up to it. I think she lives up to the, to the name. I'll say that. Hang on. Hang on. I've got a joke. I've got Go a joke. On. Hang on. Even Curtis Mayfield was only Superfly. Wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth it. Right. <laughs> I, had to look up. I couldn't remember who did the album. I had to look it up. Well, no, but you know, um, I think there's some, you know, there's some, there's some workshopping to be done. There's some workshopping to be done, and then there's some truth to what you're saying. Now, like, how, why is she claiming to be yeah. better than Curtis? When Curtis is obviously he made some timeless music, and do I think Super Duper Fly is timeless, Tom? I'm gonna have to say no. I'm going to say it is time full. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you know. It was met with pretty much universal acclaim. Yeah. Yeah. People said Timberland's production, Timberland of, you know, of these, um, he's done tons of crazy good projects. He's a very good producer. He's Missy's friend, childhood friend and sole producer of Super Duper Fly. And together they built a, a career producing and writing for people so you know shout out to you can t missy elliott's very talented woman missy misdemeanor elliott very talented but i didn't i suppose it's because i'm not currently in july 15th 1997 and this album just came out like what was so futuristic about the production on this album tom john can i surprise you yeah i really really liked it wow in fact john i loved it wow and i'm not I'm not too proud to say it. I, especially the first half. The second half dropped a lot, yeah. uh, dropped off quite a lot. 
um, but not enough to taint the first half, which, oh, mate. Oh, okay, so I'll be honest. We are about to hit a string of albums that I'm really excited to listen to and really excited to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just wanted to get this one out of the way. But I, I was you. completely wrong. And wow. Here we go. I'm a big fan. You're a big fan of Mr. Mr. Bean Elliot. Well, I know what I'm going to give I you for now. Christmas, your birthday. Uh, yeah. The poster of Mr. Bean. <laughs> um, it did have quite a lot of work to do to turn me around because I don't think it started well because that intro by Buster Rhymes is terrible. You didn't like that? Peter Donald Foster of, of um, Yazoo. <laughs> of, of Yazoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, we were talking about it and he, he felt the same way. He didn't like it either. He yeah, because it, was... it doesn't need to be there. It's her album. You don't need an intro. Yeah, she's got a lot of the. She 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 stuck all of her of her songs that's just featuring her at the end of the album. <laughs> the the la- the worst end of the album. <laughs> maybe yeah. I didn't. Maybe I didn't like. <laughs> I found the album a bit too long. I found some of the songs too long. That's probably fair. But at the same time, I did like a lot of the beats and a lot of the rapping. I found a lot of that pretty good but it, to me it was more of like an album i wouldn't want to listen to it and like do some meditation or whatever I, it's more of a thing where you put it on i can't imagine i personally would never put this on in the background but it is an album that i could see being put on in the background because the music and and production itself is good but you know it's uh, only got a few songs that i genuinely enjoyed fair enough fair enough uh, there are um yeah, there's the the back end of the album isn't great, um, but there are a few near the front that I've already put onto various playlists. Oh, nice! Onto barbecue slash house party playlists. Barbecue slash house party. That that's that's the kind of time I think this album will will excel. As yeah. good as like in the background. Yeah, it's, it's upbeat. Got, it's, it's, a, got, it's a fun. Yeah, fun exactly. Album. And you got the bump and the grind, and you know I can imagine bumping grinding to this album successfully good okay should we get into it let's get into it let's do it so the so the first track is, is this buster rhymes intro which i'm against but it quickly won me round with track number two which is him with that he featuring lil kim i don't know what that means john do you know what that means hit him with the he i don't know what this, no no neither do i but it's a funky tune and i like it i thought you knew it what it meant no i don't know what it means that's why I texted you asking what it meant. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that meant that you were going to find out the information. <laughs> no, I pod. tried. I couldn't find it. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know. My trying was asking you what it meant. <laughs> oh. Well, I'd love to know what it means, but um, obviously, you have you heard of Little Kim? <laughs> so, <laughs> I have. I have. Lil Kim. Yeah. Yeah. And have you listened to her music or have you just... No. This was probably the first I've heard of her. Okay. Um, but I liked it. Yeah, Lil Kim. Lil Kim is one of the one of the celebrated one one of you know quite a small pool of celebrated female rappers. Um, there's a lot more nowadays, but back in back in the day, there wasn't a lot. And she was very ah, what's the word? She was very uh, free with her sexuality. Tom. and obviously she went out with the notorious B.I.G. Who's who's I'm a fan of that. There's a lot of very juicy information there. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save that for um, his album because because he's the man, basically. So you have said that about a few people. I have said that about a few people, but 
It's the way I feel. It's the way I feel. It's got a really cool groove, this Gene. In fact, throughout the entire album, even some of the songs I didn't like, I found myself bobbing, bobbing my head along with yeah. the groove because it's yeah, just, exactly. That's the same for me. Songs, it's even a, songs it's, that it's like a virus. You kind of like as Turk would say. I I find myself being like zoning out sometimes, but enjoying the music and the beats, but not listening to what Misty was on about. And I don't know if I missed out on some some really good stuff. Well, lucky for you, genius comes to the rescue because you know at the end of the song they say, "Tell me where the party at." Over and over yeah. again. Well, genius tells me that um, she's asking someone to tell her where the party is. That's a genuine annot- annotation that was on Genius. <laughs> wow. Someone felt the need to clarify what she meant by tell me where the party at. But the thing is, no one's clarifying what the heck a he is. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm trying to find out. I cannot find out. No, it's just one of those one of those mysteries. Yeah, and so you don't need to know everything all the time. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed... Lil Kim's verse. My note said it was straight dope. Tom. <laughs> uh, okay, but the song on the whole, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't do much for me. Okay, fair enough. But I like Lil Kim. That's good. Okay, that's right. Um, so let's talk about "Socket to Me" featuring Debrat. Yeah, man, Debrat, dude. Big shout out to Debrat. I very much enjoyed. I never heard of the, the brat before, but blimey, her her verse, dude. She can rap fast. She was bringing the heat, and um, mate, yeah, that was that was that I really enjoyed that bit. I'm going to jump in before, just in case you say instead of me, this is my favorite song, John. No, I wouldn't. I wasn't going to say that, but I liked. I like that. That's your favorite song. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I really like it. That yeah. um, that like brass bit. Is oh, yeah, epic. I was say, yeah, I was going to say, so brass. cool, yeah, yeah big, <laughs> so good, big tune this one, uh, and yeah, just I just thought the brat, I can't believe I've never heard her. I looked her up afterwards, and she she sort of only did a few albums, and I don't know what happened to her, but she really deserves uh, some attention. She's 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 on some reality TV show or something, you know, hosts a talk show or something. So you know, at least she's getting paper. But yeah, man, the brat, she, getting she's, paper. Here he is. Thinks he's a rapper. <laughs> I don't think I am. I do spit bars, heavy bars too. Hundred gram on the on my fam. He lives in the suburban area of a suburban town. Yeah, dangerous suburbans. <laughs> dangerous town. <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminded me of you know I, I'm a big fan of Hyam, the sister band, who have a song with a brass section, and I wonder if. They are fans of Missy. I imagine they are because they like a lot of this kind of stuff from what I've gathered on their Insta G. So I imagine maybe they actually were inspired by this song. I'm going to put it, I'm just going to say that they were, and we can put that on the Wikipedia page. Um, because, yeah, I, I heard a lot of influence on that one. So, uh, for the song Send Me Down, I believe it was. Uh, so check that out if you like Heim. Well, I know one person who does. Yep. And he hosts a hit Yazoo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um Missy Elliott's voice is really nice. She's uh she hits some really nice high notes. She's a good singer for sure, yeah. She's really good. I like and for it someone that like for like it's called a feat like she was on the Wikipedia and everything, it was like female rapper or whatever. 
But she doesn't do that. Does she do that much rapping? I feel like she sings. I don't like, remember there being a huge amount of rapping involved. I feel like she's singing mostly. It's like more R and B with a little with a little sprinkling of rap, yeah. rather than rap with a sprinkling of R and B. That was my takeaway. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I don't think there is a huge amount of rapping involved, but it is the bits that there are. I think is are good because it's more singing. It's closer to singing than than rapping. But yeah, I like yeah. I like I like her voice a lot. I think she's got a really yeah, nice voice. For sure. Um, cool. You got anything more on Socket to me? Nope. That was, but it was a really good song, and the brat needs song. more respect in the game. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the rain. Uh, the rain parentheses super duper fly. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, her really the initial single. Was it? Mm. Uh, I didn't particularly like this one. I liked the little hook that I cast you on the right. <laughs> that's the bit I didn't like about it. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, but I think that's also what made it good. Interesting. I know it started to grate on me quite a lot. So, yeah. yeah, I think the song, I think a lot of these songs do not, like, why were they all of them, like, bloody four minutes long? And I think for some of these songs, four minutes, obviously four minutes isn't a massively long amount of time. But when it comes to songs like this, where it's like, it's um, like a hip hop beat, you know, so it's it's mostly a loop or something. And then you got hooks like what you've done where they just get a vocal sample and stick it in to me four minutes of that is long and it could have done with being like three minutes something um because some of them just went on a bit too long i think a lot of these songs went on a bit too long yeah i think you're right i think the rain i did i did think towards the end it was just a long bit of just music and i can't stand the rain in, in that voice and it went on for quite a long time and it kept on saying it and i, I had to, on my second listen i had to skip the end of it, I was like, "Fuck, listen! To it. I don't want to listen to more of this than I have to." Um, so I wasn't a big fan of the production on this one, given that the production on the rest of the album is—I you questioned it at the start, but I thought it was close to masterful throughout the rest of the album. I thought it was brilliantly produced. I just didn't like those like bassy boing noises that kept coming up. Does that make sense? No, I don't remember the. I don't no, remember there's the just like this boing, boom, 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 and it, I just sound—I, I really don't like. It. I don't know. If, what it is about it it just sounds it's cartoony and childish and i i don't know, oh, I know I don't you mean, like yeah, it. it's just like a little like a little squelchy bath yeah yeah it's not good yeah i just yeah i think that um i like it and i don't like it at the same time okay that's fair enough. yeah i just think there are moments i think they could have chopped a bit off the beginning a bit at the end uh, just to make it a bit more concise a bit more and then thin out the middle yeah. <laughs> and then skip on to the next one. <laughs> um, what did you think of Beat for Me 911? Um, Magoo. Magoo was quite an interesting name. Yeah, featuring 702 and Magoo. Yeah. Presumably they're two different people. It's not someone called 702 and Magoo. I think, yeah, yeah, they must be two separate people. Um, another long one. Why they so long? The, I, th- I like the beat in this one, um, from what I can tell in my notes. I can't really remember how it sounded. It was another one that's that's pushing five minutes, and I don't think that's needed. I've told you before how much I detest beatboxing, haven't I? You, I think you mentioned it. Yeah, oh, I'll say it again. I hate beatboxing. It sounds terrible. Well, Timberland—that's kind of his flavour. If you listen to that song that he did with Justin Timberlake, how's it go? Bow, blow, rock your body. I wanna rock your body. You know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but JT carried JT carries that song. But no, but the, the, the Timberland really seems to like slap in a bit of beatboxing too but there's only a couple on this album with it in which is lucky because if he'd done yeah if he put it on everyone then yeah yeah then that would be that'd just be too much <laughs> some bad things to say but he's a one it, horse I think it's, man it's, yeah 
this song in particular, I think her voice sounds brilliant, and it's just completely ruined by this like awful breathing and spit swelling that's really high in the mix, like really inexplicably high. Now like, you can hear it, like even when it it feels like it's gone away, but you could just kind of always hear it in the back of your mind. Maybe that's just me. Doing a quiet listen through to it. I think you've got moisophobia. Doing a doing a quick What's listen that? now, Beck. It's Where did like, you pull that word from? Just a word that I know it's always in the back pocket. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> like you don't like like annoying sounds and stuff. You have like a. What have you, you? Did you Google that while I was talking? Nah, it's John, a I've thing, met you dude. before. You don't have stuff in your brain. <laughs> oh wow, that's a big diss. Yo, everyone, get in the comment section and uh, you work. Team you Tom, work, Tommy, Team Tom. <laughs> you work solely on vibe and in the moment. You don't store stuff. I know this about you. That's stored. That's always been stored since day one. <laughs> Since I was born. <laughs> nah, um, moisophobia. You should get into that. Listen, just educate yourself, Tom. I can't sit here always telling you definitions to words all the time. Um, <laughs> Has the words educate yourself ever been used? <laughs> Have they ever been useful? Has anyone ever been told to educate themselves and then gone, oh, that's a good point, and then gone home and become a better person? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question, uh, and and it's not one that I have the I don't have the you know answer to that question, Tom. Um, but I think what I, let's let's get let's get back to the track and your moisophobia. I think that you just don't like that because like some people don't like the sound of chewing. I, I'm one of them people. I can't sit in a room if and if I lock in, I lock on to someone chewing in a certain way i get i'm i get driven mad by it and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of mindfulness to really get to a place where i cannot where i'm not like wiling out over this annoying chewing sound you know what i mean um so maybe that's something that you've got there with people breathing into microphones in a rhythmic fashion but i think it's quite good i'm listening back to it i think the track's quite good you know there's a nice little bass line there but it's just long as hell it is overly long yeah, no, I wasn't a big fan of it. I've got a huge amount more to say. I enjoyed the beat, but it was pretty eh. Yeah, you know, agrees. Eh is perfect, perfect word for it. So let's let's talk about they don't want to fuck with me. Whoa, language. <laughs> uh, back on form with this one, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something about the rhythm that she's rapping that I find really funny, <laughs> and you not find- in a, not in a bad way. Not in like a, I'm not laughing at it kind of way, but it just makes you smile. I don't know what it is about it, but it, it really, I think it's quite funny. Do you see what I mean? Or am I going mad? Has lockdown finally hit me? I don't know, man. This kind of, it reminds me of like modern trap music. They do a certain type of uh, cadence, I think you might call it, with their rapping. And I think um, that that is very much like the like a new style of rapping but it's old because it's from 97 you know i think it's good to mix up your flow as a rapper myself i think it's good to mix up your flow because you don't want to always do the same style you don't want to do the same thing over and over again because then are you really pushing yourself push it to the limit that's kind of what i always say wake up in the morning and you know, look myself in the mirror dead in the eyes and i say push it to the limit <laughs> so <laughs> He says to himself as he gets out of bed at one o'clock in the afternoon, opens yeah. a can of special brew, yeah. pours, it, pours it over a cereal. And I, and I go down to the park. Chatting up 15-year-olds. Chatting up 15-year-olds. I got, a, I got in, my, in my Iceland bag some McCoys, salt and vinegar, and some uh, special brew, like you say, a four-pack. <laughs> <laughs> and 
It's just a great day, really. That went that went weird. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's just an image I have in my head <laughs> of a certain type of person. <laughs> of people you have to like, of what you have to like walk a long way around the park because they're they're there and you get scared. Is that just me? No, it's people. People do that to get away from you. <laughs> Getting back onto music, which is the core principle of this podcast. Oh yeah, uh, it 100%. was. It was. It was during this song that I I noticed that Timberland uses a lot of one and two note melodies and i do i think they really work and i think the reason is because they've they don't get boring because they've got quite a lot of percussion around them and then missy's lyrics around them as well if you listen to they don't want to fuck with me it's just but for some reason it just doesn't get boring because there's enough stuff going on around it yeah kind of keep kind of keeps you grounded it's kind of that's kind of funk isn't it that's kind of like what funk does with their guitars um, I think, and I, and I've seen this album described as avant funk. So I think they're just taking notes from, uh, from funk music and putting it into a modern R and B album. Um, and, and you can totally hear it in here, the way that the music sort of is syncopated, Tom. Good word. Syncopated. And, uh, and they've got this sort of stabbing, um, accent note uh, is is there sounds like you're using all the right words but in the wrong order <laughs> what do you mean you don't think it's a stabbing accent no no i think you're absolutely right but you took about 10 seconds between each of those words now i can either <laughs> cut it together so it sounds like you're a normal human being talking in sentences or i can just leave it how it is Maybe. and you'll sound insane i don't sound insane i sound like i'm trying to think of words Okay, I'll leave it in there, and listener, you can be the judge because that's what he sounds like every single he word he says. <laughs> and the that's reason why the podcast is only an hour long not is because I cut it down. <laughs> if I didn't cut out the, the pauses in between John's sentences, it would be about seven hours. I'm very thoughtful. I'm like you. I don't just come out diarrhea mouth. I'm very thoughtful with the words I say. Okay, <laughs> and uh, you know. Again, we'll let the audience decide on that. Are you Team John or are you Team Tom? A, a vote for Team Tom is for being mean to me. Yeah, I am. I've been overly mean. This is your true colours. Cindy saying about that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's talk about Pastor Blunt. Yes. Or Pastor, Pastor Doobie, as I like to call it. You, yeah, you um, prefer Doobie. You've always been more of a <laughs> one to call it a Doobie. Yeah. Derb, as it should be. Called. Yep. I mean, I say let's talk about it. I haven't got a huge amount to say. It's it's fine. No, not being great. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Tom. I think this song is jank. Okay. I it, it it is. Can you explain what the word jank means? <clears throat> I think jank's a word that people should know, and if they don't know it, again, read a book for once in your life instead of watching, you know, ITV all the time. <laughs> um, what books have the word jank in them? <laughs> loads of books. Uh, my my debut novel. <laughs> a journey from jank to to john <laughs> <laughs> that's coming out that's already out i mean um it's a great title <laughs> i thought it's really bad Pass the duchy on the left hand yeah side. that song's good Pass the duchy this interpolate that and turn it into crap and then they don't even say past the duchy they, call, they say past the blunt and it just makes it or right, take away some of the the nuance from the, the original song and also just like you just really ruin that song. And it turns out Missy has done 
another version of Pastor Dutchy. I, I checked out the other albums. One of the opening tracks is an, there's another version of Pastor Dutchy. So she, <laughs> she, just, she, she loves, loves this song. song. Yeah. She absolutely loves the song. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. It was, it's completely unnecessary. John, we, we've been going for 50 minutes. <laughs> I could talk to you forever. Ah, oh, that's nice. But they couldn't listen to us forever. So <laughs> we need to be selective. What? All right. Actually, well, I've only got I've only got notes for three more songs. Okay, so let me just say a couple about about track number eight, "Bite Our Style." It's an interlude. You want to talk about that one? Well, I would like to talk about that one real quick. Okay, um, take why it away. is there an interlude in this? One? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't see the need for it. Um, I actually really liked the music, though. I thought it's a shame that it was so short because that was a really promising track. Um, it was a real smooth jam, and you know I love smooth jams. You know it. Everyone knows it. Um, it's just a shame that that was just wasted on on an interlude when you got shit like "Pass the Blunt," which is a, a waste man of a track. And you know, I, I don't know. I think they got carried away. Misdemeanor and Timberland got carried away. And let some duds stay in there. But I like Bite Our Style as far as the track goes, as far as music goes, uh, Tom. I really liked Friendly Skies featuring Genuine. Genuine, actually. Yes. Yes, so did I. Slower jam. Slower jam. A smooth jam again. And Gin wasn't so much... It was featuring him, but in a very subtle way. eh? Um, Because obviously you know Gin's songs. um, And I think... Yeah, is listening back to it. There's a bit in it where you can like you know yeah the bit with like bow, you know what I mean? Ow! It's like a well, I suppose to describe it better, it's a it's sort of a vocal synth where it makes his voice sound really low and very sort of compressed. I guess Tom, you with me on that? And obviously, yeah, you know, genuine song pony. Um, where that that same sound is used, and I thought it was really cool how Jin was on this track, but he wasn't really on the track. But he was he was definitely he left his his special brand on the track, and uh, it was a really good song. Friendly skies, recommend. Yeah, no, I do really like it. I I've said before, but I I really like her voice, and she's done this the Elliot Smith thing of like doubling up her voice, and yeah. so it's it's really layered. She's singing her own BVs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like that. The helicopter sound effect is very 90s. I think that dates it quite a lot. But other than that... Yeah, helicopter. I thought it was a machine gun. (laughs) No, that's a chopper. That kind of makes a little more sense. Not a massive amount It's definitely a helicopter. Yeah. Which is very 90s. But apart from that, in fact, I think the whole album, I think it could come out tomorrow and it would sound pretty contemporary. Um, I think... I think yes and no. I think this is definitely, you can really hear that, like, if this, as they claim, was so, like, breakthrough, you know what I mean, um, at the time, you can tell, like, yeah, the, it set a standard and things definitely still take from it, you know what I mean? But there are some there are some bits where... It's actually surprising it came out in 97. It does sound like... I think because Timberland was so, like, in the scene... From I guess ninety seven up until like two thousand five or whatever, do you know he he was sort of a pop producer. You couldn't hear a track that he wasn't on um, for a long time. Whether it be him and Nelly Furtado or Justin Timb, you know, stop it. 
Just you know a lot. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Stop it. Um, yeah, just a lot. He was there a lot, and and um, clearly he was. He has clearly he's left yeah, his mark on yeah, that scene. Yeah, it was good. Good song. I liked it. Good song. Yeah. Another smooth jam that I you know will add to my smooth jams playlist. Absolutely. What about uh, the next tune, Best Friends? Because that was quite chill as well. Yeah, Best Friends featuring Aaliyah. I really like this, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, Tom. It's my favourite track. This is the one, is it? I th- I had a feeling it might be. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, yeah, I thought I thought it would be. I it's really good. like. Yeah, it's, it's good. I really like Aaliyah. She's a great R and B person. I I actually, she's a discover person I discovered via our boy Drake, um, who who cites Aaliyah as an inspiration of his, um, for him to be sort of his R and B side of things. And she unfortunately died in a plane crash. Shit. Yeah. And she was she is as well, to add to her her pretty crazy life, she was someone that R. Kelly got one of his first um indictments, I guess. Is that would that be right? Indictments on on he bought her a fake ID when she was underage, and that was obviously not oh, very right, good. Okay. And now we know what R. Kelly's all about. Aaliyah was was involved with with R. Um but yeah, she's really good and she she's she released some really really nice R and B albums. Um yeah, unfortunately taken too soon. I think she would have been up there with people like Mariah potentially if she hadn't uh been in that plane crash. But yeah, my favourite track, Smooth Jam again. And she's just a really good singer. Her voice is nice. You know? Okay. Yeah. I I think I think you've done a good job of it. I'm not gonna add anything else to that because you've you summed up everything I wanted to say, uh, plus the plus the plane crash, which I hadn't, I didn't know about. Uh, it's a shame. And R. Kelly, what a guy. What? Not in a good way. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not celebrating R. Kelly in any Do you want way. me to leave that in? Cut that out. And I leave it in. I mean, I'm not saying, I, I don't like R. Kelly as a person. I think Remix to Ignition, unfortunately, is a fucking banging tune. Yeah, and, no, I don't and, think anyone would argue with that. And yes, the worst part, the thing is that's like, when these dudes come out, and there's so many of them, especially in the pop punk scene, so many greasy guys, I can't fucking find my language. Not, you know, j- just keep their wiener in their pants. Yeah, it sucks when these dudes do gnarly things, and it's just like, like obviously I don't align myself with R. Kelly and his heinous acts, but damn, if Ignition and a f- bloody banger, you know what I mean? It's like such a good song, and it's like, Absolutely, and it will continue to get played at every wedding that ever happens, yeah. <laughs> which will set a weird tone. <laughs> but uh, this is an unsavoury topic. Yeah, let's let's bring it back. Don't be coming in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of R. Kelly, um, <laughs> so it's don't be coming parentheses in my face. <laughs> Yeah, true. What do you think Missy is saying in this song, John? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I suppose she isn't... Uh, well, I suppose one might argue she is in an altercation with a fellow rapper, maybe in a rap battle, and she's saying, you know, don't get up in my grill. Don't get up in my grizzich, bizich, before I have to <laughs> slizap you bizak, you know what I'm saying? Potentially she might have been saying that, but she also might actually just not want jizz in her eye... Quite possibly. 
She says what she means. I think we should we sh- we should all take a note out of her book and say like, look, if you don't want come in your face, just go ahead and say it, and hopefully then that way, the person who's <laughs> who's about to be coming that's in all, your face, yeah, that's all well and good, John. But I think the man has to take some responsibility. They have to oh, give some warning. Oh yeah, you should know. You should know what what the tone is. You should maybe talk about it before before you get to the point. <laughs> 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 what's happened it's all gone very r-rated yeah i don't know what's going on it's because we're doing it late night this is the latest we've ever recorded dude yeah we should say it's <laughs> off the record that's what it is. night <laughs> it's just like yeah it's off the record late i like this i like late night off the record it is good <laughs> closely followed by off the record omnibus on sunday, mor- <laughs> <laughs> sunday mornings for me we record for six hours <laughs> I'll be so up for that. Well, once we we should hit up Burgess Hill Radio and say, look, we've got a successful podcast. I know you didn't want my graphic design skills, so go do it on that front. But <laughs> John, John offered his free graphic design skills, and they turned him down. They're like, yeah, we'll totally take that. Pay us ten pounds for you to give us free stuff. <laughs> but that's what I, that's what I base my fan clubs on as well. Now, so so if it's a hundred pounds, yeah, it was pretty cheeky. I thought. Of them, um, what uh, I've got very little more to say about. Don't become in parentheses in my face, John. I've got nothing to say about it. Okay. Uh, in fact, have you got much more to say about any of the remaining chains? Because I think I can sum it up with: I don't like any of the remaining chains. Um, I will say yeah, I haven't got much to say, but I will say what I have got to say. Tell me, Izzy, Izzy, ah, yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought I liked cool the nonsense words. I like yeah, yeah that too. Remind me of Shimmy Shimmy Ya by Old Dirty Bastard. I think you might know that one. Can't see why. Yeah. No, it is why. But I, I thought that was quite a good track. I thought it was quite silly and a bit of fun. Um, and she was being, you know, pretty pretty rambunctious, Tom. I think she was pretty confident. I like her confidence. Um, uh, and then Getaway. More beatboxing. Count me out. Featuring Space and Nicole. I thought Space and Nicole were really good, though. I thought their raps were really good. That's what I thought. And then, obviously, Buster's outro. I'm glad he, he signed off the album because it wouldn't have felt right had him, <laughs> he does his intro and then that. And then, on top of that, Missy was like, you know, we've had an outro. Let's do, let's do one more outro. Let's give another outro on top of the outro because, we you know, let's really sign, seal, deliver this album. Um, and she does a nice little spoken bit about... It's like the ending of uh, Return of the King. Um, yeah, what... Too, too, too nerdy a reference? <laughs> I had to think about it. What Sam going back to the? Uh... It's just endless endings. I like that though. I like that because you really. Need, I needed to see that everyone was happy at the end. Okay, I needed that. And Sam, you know, he finally asked that waitress out, and they fell in love, and it was just, it's just good. I like that, especially considering how much he sacrificed with no real credit. You know, obviously everyone like obviously Aragon knows, but they no one really. And I suppose that's like um. I suppose that's like a parallel to the soldiers of wars, world wars. You know, they go and sacrifice a lot for what some say is, you know, their freedoms or whatever. And then next thing you know, they come back and they're treated like scum. And it's like, that's kind of gnarly. But at the same time, war is hell and I'm not an advocate for it. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> the end of Lord you of the Rings. You lost your mind. We're doing a Lord of the Rings podcast now. 
Yeah, they came back and they were loved. No, the old man gruffed at him, remember? The old man gave he him a stink eye. He was all the time. He gave him the stink Everyone eye. else in the village was happy to see him back. The Sam got married to one of them. They didn't know that they did all that stuff. Yeah, but you were, you were saying it was like when the veterans came back from Nam and they got like yeah. crap thrown at them. That's not what happened. No, but it's just like, you know, that, you know. That... You're all over the place with this analogy. I'm not all over the place. I think I'm, I'm on the money. I think I'm on the ticket. Should we, should, anyway, should we call tune, it a day for this? Tune into our Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called On the Ring <laughs> Chord. But yeah, I think, you know, overall the album was pretty nah, I'm not gonna listen to it again. I did like the I did like Best Friends and I liked um I liked Socket to Me too. Those are my standout tracks. My favourite track, Tom, to be featured on our playlist is uh Best Friends. And I think that's a song that also represents the hosts of a hit podcast off the record. Hey, eh? what would you say? What is your final thoughts? Let's do a conclusion. In conclusion, I really liked it. I think the first half uh, was immeasurably superior to the second half, and it was the first half that uh, made me love it so much. There are three songs I've already added to the playlist because I really like them, and the just the general groove on every track had me bobbing my head along with every single one, and that. It's a good sign. You love groove. You're a groove I man. I love groove. You're a groove man. Should we play a game? Yes, the game, of course. Glad, yeah. I've got one for you. So just let me know who's taking... Who went first last time? I don't know. I think you went first because it was Prince and you very nearly got five out of five. Yes. So come on, you, you, give it, you give me the name first. All right, well, I'm going to give you a musical artist, Tom. He is a man and he, he made his fame in musical bands and then left that band to pursue solo projects. This man, Tom, is the one and only John Lennon. Do you want me to name his solo songs? Because that could be a problem. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, I can maybe name two. All right, well... You know, that's the part of the game, isn't it? So. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. Before I even start, you should all know that the, the artist I've got, John, is his, is his favourite band. So he's going to win this week. So <laughs> I'll just get on with it. Um, you don't know that. I'll, I'll get a pen and paper to write down your answers first. What? Right, I'm good to go. What kind of analog age are you living in, son? This is how I keep track of things. Let's roll. I'm ready. You can't keep two song yo, names in your head. Yo, John, play the music. Play the beat. Drop the beat. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yoko. Oh, Yoko. Tom, that is horrendously incorrect. What? Oh, Yoko? Not even, not, not even. Get out of here, man. That. Oh. Okay, if <laughs> one of the two songs I can name doesn't... Hold On? Hold On. Tom, Hold On is on there. However, it is not the top five. Not in the top five. So. It's going to be a whitewash. Um, oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Imagine you are, would be correct with Imagine. Okay. One on the board. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a whitewash. Um how about war is over? 
warriors over Tom. Unfortunately, I'm going to have. Oh well, yeah, that, that is actually that's number one because yeah, of course it is. Happy Christmas. Parentheses. Yeah. Yes. So don't yes. go around giving me the parentheses first. Yes. <laughs> Here's the last um, one. I see what you can do. See the damage you can do. Come on, you. You know one of them. It's a really nice song, actually. Is it something like Mr. Justice or something? Let me tell you. Am I? Is that? Have I just made that up? You've made that up. It's not even a thing, dude. Mr. Something. Is there someone one one called Mr. Something? Yeah, maybe some. Not in the top ten, but maybe somewhere in his in his catalogue is Mr. Same. Okay, I don't know. Unfortunately, no. I'm out of names. Damn it. Well, what about? Have you ever seen the Timon and Pumbaa movie? No. Stand by me. He covered. Apparently. A cover of Stand By Me is what you were expecting me to get. <laughs> it could be a not cover, but I don't know. And then also Jealous Guy. How about that one? That's a nice Jealous shot. Guy. That's the one I was trying to get, uh, not missed or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tune. I like that one. Yeah, that, that is a good song. Um, and I like, I'm just watching the wheel go round and round. Is that the same song? Is that Jealous Guy? Whatever it is. I like it. But you only got two. I think that was a difficult one, and I'm about to give you an easy one, and I think that's unfair. Whatevs. <laughs> Whatevs. Okay, right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. For you, the band is Sad Lipstick Wearing Cruelly Natives, The Cure. Nice. Nice one. The Cure. Let me write that down. The Cure. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, some standout tracks first. Obviously, I feel like Just Like Heaven's going to be there. Just Like Heaven is in the top five. I tell you what, this is a good... You could get the top five here. Potentially. What about the Love Cats? Okay, you're not going to get the top five. Oh, man. Because <laughs> that came in at number ten. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, I reckon... Oh, he might not even win. He's got to beat two. Yeah, I, I might have to He's got beat two, two to beat. He's already got one wrong. <laughs> How about... Um, yeah, you're heckling through me off, I've got to say. I didn't heckle you. I think that needs to be said. You heckle me by giving me a really difficult one. You claim to be Mr. I love the Beatles. They're such a good band. Well, you should not, if you like them so much, know all of their music. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the Beatles, though, was it? It was one of their solo ones. I love Beatles so much. Name every single song by all of the band. <laughs> every single project they've ever done. <laughs> um, Close to Me has got to be on there. Close to Me is. You're absolutely right. It's number four. Two, right. Some other good, what was some other good tune? Picture of you, pictures of you. Pictures of you came in at number nine. Oh man, that's a shame. Too right, too wrong. He needs this to win. How about in between days? <gasps> no, that was number seven. Yes. Uh... <laughs> it's a draw. It's a very respectable draw. When he got his favorite band of all time, and I got some bloke no one's ever heard of. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the Cure have got like a thousand good songs. So it's like, how much well, go on, throw in some more guesses. What do you reckon will be up there? <sighs> oh wow, um, the big one. You know, the you know the 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 one. It's not their best song, but it's the most popular one. You'll you'll definitely you get that in a heartbeat, surely. Nope. Okay. Let's, let's call it end of the pod. Yeah, what is it? Don't tell me. Friday My Love. Oh, yeah, of course. Fuck. Uh, and then Boys it. Don't Cry, and then Just oh, Like Heaven, yeah. and then Close to Me, and then Love Song. It's not surprising Love Song's quite so hard. They're all, yeah, they're all unsurprising, I'll be honest. But, um, yeah, what was I thinking? I was choosing just... What was I thinking, actually? I, I chose... Anyway. 
least I didn't get two out of a band, you know, of John Lennon, who I claim is the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, you got two out of a band who you've based your entire personality around. <laughs> that's not, I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's not far off. Right, I'm let's not, call I'm it a day, man. I'm not as gloomy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, call it a day. Good stuff. Um, and, of course, listeners, if you liked what you heard, please do all the things that we said to do at the beginning of the podcast. And we'll see you next time for Off the Record. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.